Okay, what's the next one? Next question. Uh, the next question is kinks. Uh -huh. <laughs> 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 all right, okay, all right, okay, all right, okay. Welcome to Fuck Love Laugh. Hello. Welcome to the first uh, Fuck Love Laugh bonus episode, which I'm calling bonus episode A. A is for anal. So we're almost wrapping up August, which has been coined anal August. And I thought, what they better way to finish anal august than a hump day with a anal focus so that's what i'm going to be playing with tonight before i get into that i wanted to say thank you like always you guys amaze me i feel so incredibly honored that you share with me and that you share this space you are connecting with each other um, through the comments on my instagram which is incredibly fun for me to play through and participate and to share with you. It's also fun to see you commenting and dialoguing with each other. A coming episode will occur with one of my closest friends from home. And one of the things her and I discuss is a community of practice. So I'm really looking at ways to include something like that uh, in what Fuck Love Laugh is trying to create. A space for us to share from our own personal experiences, in solidarity, in support, in empathy, um, a place to share vulnerably and talk about insecurities around some of these issues. I don't quite know what that's going to look like yet. If that interests you, feel free to contact me. Uh, you, I always leave my socials at the end of every episode, but additionally, I think that I would love to pull you towards email if you have requests for specific focuses, if you have suggestions for how we can connect further because Fuck Love Laugh is growing for you and from you. And I want to know what that can look like. So don't be afraid to reach out. I cannot be more grateful when you do. And I'd love to keep involving building relationships. Additionally, I'm starting to meet people in a similar space who are creating a voice for themselves within sex, intimacy, relationships, kink, BDSM, polyamory, a variety of communities, anything related to sex and intimacy and human relating. I spoke to an incredible couple who are running their own podcast uh, just the other day looking at ways we could support each other and continue to spread information around the diversity of what is human relationships and what is sexuality and how do we, what other knowledges are available to us? What other structures can be applied? So this couple and I have some alignment. We also, I'm sure, have some things that we perceive differently and some different philosophies. But Fuck Love Laugh is about giving voice to those things looking at each other with curiosity and interest, trying to learn, trying to challenge ourselves. And I'm really excited to see what that will continue to be. The reason I decided to do this is because episode 10 was with Sapphire. And when we got into her question about what she likes in the bedroom, Sapphire discussed um, what may or may not be coined her kink. 
And so I thought it'd be really fun to look at uh, anal from her personal experiences. And that's what the majority of the episode will be. Additionally, I've done some research so that I can include uh, advice. I am not a medical professional. Sapphire is not a qualified medical professional. She has done some holistic medicine studies, so that's, she speaks to that. But I just really want to clarify anything in respect of your sexual health. Please seek medical advice for anything that you are concerned about. That is not the angle at which I present, but I do, um, I have done some research and looked at um, work put forward by doctors um, who have done the research. So I'm going to include that as well in today's episode. So in a minute, we'll jump straight back into the portions of the episode that were recorded with Sapphire to share with you. And then I'll pop in every once in a while just to include some research that I've done or my own personal experiences to add. So I hope you have had a great anal August. If you haven't yet engaged in any booty peach play, maybe this will inspire you to do so. Early on, um, I, I heard, I got advice from your partner oh. about how you play this game. So could you, uh, listeners who are maybe new to anal, this is your thing. Tell Maybe tell us why and then maybe tell us how to have positive anal experiences. Would you be happy to do that? Sure. Uh, so for me, anal is a kink, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because it's probably a little bit more extensive anal play than just your basic. I see. Um, so it built up over time. Yeah. It was definitely, you asked me, fucking, I don't know, 15, 20 odd years ago, yeah. the first time it suggested to me, I was like, oh, maybe. Yeah. Um, no, actually, no. I think the first time it was asked, I'm like, okay. Oh, I would like that. No, no, no. I was green, green. Oh, I was okay. 20, 30 years ago. No, okay. when I first said, nah. 20, um, sure, not 30. No, no. I should say more like when it was what are we we've been together for 19 years yeah, probably 18 years okay. I had a girlfriend in high school go I think I'd like anal because I really like pooping and I was like I don't think that's how that works <laughs> wow yeah I mean she was 15 and we went to Christian school so that's probably more of a wow. the issue. yeah the ignorance and naivety around that wow so for the listeners just because you like pooping I don't know what that means you well want to like anal you may Nerve endings, yeah, and, so, and the opening up and the letting go, just just the nerve endings, yeah. probably itself. Yeah. Um, so when it was suggested to me, wasn't a yes, wasn't a no, yeah. just was like, okay, got it. Took me a little while to process it, yeah. Um, and then it started with, you know, that thing that you mentioned, yeah. you know, maybe I'm ready to okay. try that, and it started out that way. Um, and I was studying natural therapies. Yeah. So fortunately for me, I got to learn about colonic irrigations on a very regular Beautiful. basis. <laughs> if you've ever studied holistic medicine, it's all about the poop it's and all about how to poop. clear yourself out and how to do all these. Oh man. So you're an expert. Epic things. Okay. Um, so for the novice, <laughs> what do you recommend? I'm a big fan of douching. Mm-hmm. I think it's vital to cleanse. I like, I feel more sexy when I'm cleansed. How do you do that? So totally a bingo. Like 
if you're ever going to do anal anything anal wise you need to feel comfortable number one yeah. so how you feel comfortable you have to obviously feel clean and prepared for yeah. that situation you've obviously got to understand what the bowel does yeah. so you got to understand yeah. that nikki glazer does a really funny bit about how like people are like if you're going to play with fire you're going to get burned and she's like the saying should be if you're going to have anal you're going to get shit on your dick yeah. like there's a strong probability let's not let's just call it what it is if you're not grown up enough to deal with that as a possibility yeah don't do it yeah yeah essentially is the big thing so everybody has their own preparation process it obviously depends to the extent of what kind of anal play yeah. you're looking at um and where you want to go with that yeah um so i the reason i was very hesitant was i have a real thing about not seeing shit on a dick yeah so not, i mean it's not turning me on no so when i was studying holistic medicine we had um natural colonic irrigation systems that we were mm -hmm. told to use for um diet cleanses when you're trying to do um, detoxifications and stuff like that they recommend that you cleanse um and do a colonic irrigation okay almost every day so having studied holistic medicine, we had to do and process and do all those cleanses. We had to write down all our foods, our wow. diets and do it all. So I know exactly how to do a colonic <laughs> irrigation slash enema okay. very fucking well. <laughs> and so, so specific equipment or tools you recommend? Yes. Yeah. Um, I use probably a traditional like uh, there's Bulb. a bucket and then there's like an actual really long elongated okay. tube and it's probably uh, – I think it's 32 ounces okay. of water. So that. Yeah. yeah. And I do that seven times. Oh, you are ready, girl. I am so cleaned out for two days. Yeah. Like you my... probably never feel so light and slim in your life. <laughs> and I usually don't eat the day before. Yeah. So I'm yeah, very I... particular. Depending on what kind of play I'm looking yeah. at, I'm just very particular. Okay. Yeah. So – I'd say you're more of an expert in that field than I am. Mm -hmm. I definitely engage in anal and my, as a more of a novice, maybe intermediate, I, um, I use like a bulb mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. douche mm -hmm. and I do that a number of times. I also will take like a peppermint oil tablet or something that day to help ease my stomach. Cause I sometimes find foods can make me feel a bit funny. And I generally, if I'm engaging in the evening, I won't have eaten much that day. Mm -hmm. I may have just had something like to sustain myself. Cause I like to have enough energy mm -hmm. to be human. Mm -hmm. And I'm a little bit on the edge of hypoglycemic. So yeah, I just have like a really small meal. I make sure that I'm cleansed and I do that a few times. And mm -hmm. I do it and go it from that to then to the shower. Mm -hmm. And then I just clean my body in the ways that feel good. Mm -hmm. But you are getting ready for some real stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it depends what kind of – it depends on the play partner. Yeah. And it can, what depends on their play kind of – Yeah. Bigger maybe even. Yeah. Length it can be time as well. size. It can be yeah. length. It can be like the, the time. kind of play that it's yeah. um, interacting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, there's a lot of variables that come in yeah. for me. Um, if it's if it's something where you're meeting a play partner and you might want to engage yeah. with a small amount of anal, then it's a simple do. Yeah. She's fine. Yeah. But if it's if you're really getting in there, <laughs> if it's just going to be anal, then yeah, yeah. cool, a hundred percent. All right. I hope you're all warmed up. Now I'm just gonna slide in and include a little of the research from medical professionals who have done the on the ground research.
So what my online research from professionals has indicated there's a couple of things that Sapphire and I felt were necessary to include as a way of forwarding on professional advice. So Sapphire talked a lot about what um, some might, um, versions of enemas, and also what is available out there is something called colonic irrigation. Sometimes um, you might call this colon cleansing or colonic hydrotherapy, depending on the extent and the um, terminology you're looking at. So what this essentially involves is flushing your colon with fluids to remove waste. You can um, do this in health facilities, depending on where you're located, and obviously depending on the world as it is. Um, but you can also do self-administered enemas, which Sapphire discusses, and I discuss my own version of. So what was really cool in the research is looking at that enemas of some kind have been recorded and practiced since ancient times, which is really cool. Obviously, we have technology available to us now that's going to shift what this looks like, um, and Sapphire and I speak to that. It's actually believed by some to have health benefits other than just prepping for anal sex. So there are some warnings associated with it, though. So warnings include risks um, actually outweighing the benefits. So really this again is a personal decision and please seek a medical professional for advice. Know that this is me passing on what I have gathered, uh, and is speaking from personal experiences. So some of the warnings of the risks are bacterial imbalances. And when I reached out to Sapphire after the episode to look for further details, one of the main things she wanted to amplify is that with her naturopathic background, she believes it's extremely important with any animal cleansing to re-inoculate the gut flora afterwards with probiotics. She's really cautioned and warned that like with anything, the good and bad bacteria can both be disrupted. So when you're looking at interfering with the intricacies of the human body, be mindful of the bacteria and how you may interfere with your natural bacterial imbalances. The other risk associated with it is perforation of the bowel. And that's sort of the top of the list when it comes to more extensive enema methods. That can be damaging the anus and intestinal linings in any form as well as a risk. So really what was recommended from what I researched is that you avoid it if you have any anal fissures or hemorrhoids and just be really cautious. Sapphire and I both would advocate for lubricating yourself upon entering into any self-administering enemas. A couple other recommendations medically is that you don't use laxatives in conjunction with this as a cleansing method. So for me, I ensure I have a fairly high fiber diet generally, but prior I might have something um, like a soluble fiber in the days prior, not a laxative in the day or days prior. Again, talk to your doctor. Uh, just be really careful. The recti rectal tissue, if it's irritated, could potentially make you more susceptible to infections, including STIs. So that's where some really caution against it. Again, from a personal space, go slow. Use lubrication of, of some kind for insertion. There's a lot of different tools. Essentially, you can look at an enema kit, um, which is Sapphire's thing, or a shower enema. There's also something called a fleet enema. Essentially, it's a type of saline solution that's in a bottle that you can pick up from a pharmacy or a chemist, and you self-administer that. Um, there's also something, the, the terms can't seem to be interchangeable, but enema bags. 
as well. And then I speak to what I utilize, which is essentially a bulb used for douching. And um, I clean this with my sex toy cleaner and make sure that I look at um, how that is cleansed properly. So I'm assuming most of our audience is a slightly, um, probably more, probably not to the anal exploratory level you are, but some of them may be. So they're probably ga gaining something from this. Yeah. Would you have any tips on if you're working into anal? How do you start? Okay. So how you start is... Um, a lot of communication yeah. and the biggest understanding is that the sphincter itself yeah. is extensively sensitive. Yeah. It has a lot of nerve endings. So you have to be really careful because as soon yeah. as there's any form of tear or yeah. rip or like abrasion, you're going to feel it yeah. the entire fucking time yeah. um, and the enjoyment's going to yeah. be lost. So it actually has to come down to the individual being comfortable yeah. and, and relaxing like into it. Just disclose as well here, like everyone has, mm, most people have a anus, a butthole. So this could be for male or female engaging with yes. anal in this way. Yeah. yeah. That's what's so cool about anal in that way. Yeah. yeah. So I think um, it's very important that the person giving is not over eager. Yeah. Yes, you're allowed to enjoy <laughs> the idea of it and the opportunity for it. Yeah. But don't be over eager, particularly with people that are very, very new yeah. to it. And if you're engaging, trying to have anal with a woman, you really want to, from my experience, make sure that her vulva is highly warmed up to the scenario that there's eroticism around all that, that she's aroused and open in other places, not just her anus. I think foreplay is a really good way to go regardless what kind of interactions yeah. you have anyway, whether it's... Yeah. But for some reason I've seen, like, especially people who are maybe newer to it are like, well, I'm not going in her pussy, so I'll just get her butt warmed up. And I'm like, oh, no, that's not how that works. Like, No, yeah. So expressing an understanding and appreciation for the I, whole experience. I, I think there. what gets lost is, um, so with, with the male, you have the prostate gland yeah. internally. Female have... A semi extent of that, but yeah. our most extent of that is actually more in the yeah. vagina and the vulva. Yeah. So you do need to still understand that to get that same stimulation, yeah. if you're a female, you need to involve clitoris, yeah. vulva, or bits and pieces. Yeah. Well, so, I'm, that, my understanding of the clitoris has evolved over the research that I'm doing. And I believe my current understanding is there's something like 18 parts to the clitoris. And so recognizing how you can involve the whole vulva to engage the clitoris and really build arousal and mm -hmm, lubrication mm -hmm. to the point that she is ready if you're engaging with someone who has a vulva and an anus and then building into the anal stuff from there. That's what I like. And that's as far as I'm aware, what it's a good pathway for a lot of people with a sure, vulva. Yeah. So let's say she's really aroused and she'd be ready for vaginal penetration or a lot of play with her vulva, mm -hmm. but then you want to get the anus ready. What are you doing from there? Uh, from there, I you would do like gentle stimulation around that, um, the anus, um, and identifying like, so you will notice when the anus becomes more relaxed. Okay. Yeah. So obviously if it's buckering and holding tight, yeah. you there's no fucking chance yeah. like you're not going to force against that yeah. because that's not going to feel nice and it's yeah. probably going to hurt yeah um you would relate wait for some form of response that's slightly yeah. relaxed or or letting go in that respect and that takes time especially if it's new to someone yeah. um and my curiosity is the connection you talked about between like mind and body i know i see parallels between when someone's butt is tight and it I think about what they're like 
and that moment in their heart and in their mind. And like people who hold a lot of control, I think there's a parallel sometimes between like how we hold tightness in our body and how we hold tightness in our mind and our lives. So like if things aren't there for you emotionally and intellectually that day, it's probably not a good chance you're ready to open up physically either. So whether the physicality can open up the rest or whether the rest has to open before the physicality is going to be person dependent and circumstantial, I think. But. Oh, for sure. Like if you're going to go down that pathway yeah just remember that when you're not in a good space in your bowel motions are going to be yeah. constipated right yeah so for some people or the opposite maybe diarrhea or really right? like, yeah. yeah so that's going to have a massive impact yeah. on what you're going to be feeling comfortable yeah. with and when you're not but that also requires a person receiving to say today's not the day yeah don't be afraid to say today's not the same day don't say no <laughs> or never unless, unless you know it's unless, no or never. yeah That's what I was gonna say yeah. I was gonna turn around yeah. and say unless you know it's no or never yeah. but if it's something you're willing to or yeah. interested in potentially exploring just say not today. today is not the day or not today and so then do you have a lubrication you recommend um I have a silicon allergy, yeah. so I can only go with water-based lubricants. Okay. Um, and do you use purchase lubes? Do you use oils? Do you use saliva? What do you like to use? Um, I actually have one purchase lube that I really love. Cool. Um, and it's a water-based. It doesn't yeah, doesn't it's necessarily gel. Matter. It's a gel. gel. Or more of like an anal gel. That's like it's an anal gel, gel and cool. I forget the proper name. But and do you, you like to use plugs or toys to warm yourself up or someone else up? Oh, God. Um, I do a lot of warming myself up with um, plugs. Yep. Um, and then, or no, yeah. that to me is weird. Yeah, I've heard a psychologist recommend putting like um, the like the little clitoral stimulators, obviously considering something with a um, flared base, but they recommend that sort of rimming with a vibrator or putting. Sure. So each, each I've had someone do like, that right? to me and I found it really I fucking weird. I think I would love it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I would like a really slow and sort of gentle tactile entry. I don't think I'd like a vibratory entry to my butt. To be honest, the most nicest feeling is a tongue yeah look that out of anything if you're going to talk about yeah. like enjoyment of warm-up the yeah. nicest thing is get the in there and lick and rim that thing yeah <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna choose something and if i was gonna say anything at all it'd yeah. be the tongue cool yeah all right so we're gonna lick it yeah we're gonna make sure everyone's warmed up in other areas and make sure there's plenty of lubrication cool. of any sh shape or form and let the body tell you when it's ready. Yeah. You will know. And you'll know if it's not because it'll almost be like it sucks you yeah. in. If it's ready, it'll almost literally yeah. suck you in. Um, different. I've had someone say to me, theirs does the opposite and pushes out. Yeah, right. But it opens up in some form yeah. or another yeah. um, and you'll know. And I don't think many of us stare at an asshole long enough to watch it, but you can see it. it I mean, does... and, uh, I might not, but there's plenty of guys who yeah. fuck you from behind, so I'm sure they've yeah. seen plenty. True. All right, so <laughs> we're recommending it. Anal, get in there, clean it out, <laughs> and play around. And um, maybe even by yourself for a little bit, figure out what you like on your own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you've got to... It, it's time and the more you play the more frequent you learn about it yeah. the more frequent you play the easier it becomes the yeah. quicker you'll be able to have cock 
and the less warm-up you need yeah. over time your body accommodates doesn't mean that it will be ready for it straight away. Yeah. You still always need to treat it from the very beginning yeah. with care because each time you visit it, the body, it's different to the to some of the other parts yeah. of the body, but it needs that time to be prepared. Yeah. And every time you visit it, you need to almost start at the beginning. But the more frequent it's visited, the quicker it goes through that warm-up process. I feel process like it's the same with like bringing yourself to orgasm and getting to, you know, you know, you know your patterns and your body knows that you build those neurological pathways mm-hmm. and that responsiveness is going to be slightly quicker. Yeah. All right. So that's all we get from Sapphire for now. Uh, so here's a few more points from me. So a reminder that you can say not today. You can also say no thank you forever i think anything with sexuality we need to be reminded that one should be looking for and only participating when they're offering eager consent sex should feel good it should feel safe it should feel connected I don't like using the word should very often, but for me, that's my opinion. And from those I see healing through sex and enjoying sex, that's how it sits. I also watch people participating in other ways that is not so healing or healthy from my perspective. So don't do things until you're ready. Sex shouldn't be painful. That said, that is outside of if you're exploring with the aim um, for what is within like a sadomasochistic nature where you're exploring pleasure and pain. So that is a completely different world and I will definitely do episodes on that, a completely different goal. But if you're thinking, I'll just keep pushing past the pain and it will become pleasure, that's very different. So don't push through. I want to add on to a few points that were brought up between Sapphire and I and go into a little more based on the research that I've conducted and some questions I've asked her post-record. So Sapphire and I discussed pre-anal stimulation, ensuring that the person is really warmed up in whatever way. Now that depends if the person you're engaging with has a cock or if they have a vulva. So really start with that if anal is new to you. Sapphire speaks to making sure you're ready. Um, but what I also wanted to look at is other stimulation that would occur during anal penetration of some form. So my experience and Sapphire's advice is that it really just depends on your arousal. So for females, um, including myself, you'll, you may benefit from playing with your clitoris, uh, and vulva at the same time. For myself, uh, generally, if I have a male partner who is engaging with my anus, I will massage my clitoris and vulva with my hand. Um, And that can look like a variety of different things. I've also had a really positive anal experience where I was using a suction toy. I don't know if I've officially given my recs on that, but I do have a couple of toys that are out of this world for that that I can recommend. Um, So Sapphire's advice is, as the one with the vulva, that she likes to look after that herself. And her language was, it's often just a bit easier with all that excitement going on. 
So what I also found interesting for Sapphire is that she said anal tends to give her her greatest orgasms and her biggest O's. So get it, girl. I engage in anal play as well with males, with cocks, people with cocks. So I'd like to speak to that point as well, because I have a large demo, which is male, almost half actually. So let's get into some prostate massage info. People with cocks that I've played with in this way say it's a different sensation. One of my lovers has drawn the parallel between that be it poorly named, but the clitoral orgasm versus the vaginal orgasm. And my sidebar here is um, vital. Research is thankfully recognizing that the clit is involved well beyond the glands clitoris and the hood and what's just right under there and what you might see and what is commonly thought of and referred to as the clitoris of the clit. So I really like to caution away from saying clit orgasm because a more thorough understanding of the clitoris puts forward the premise that all orgasms for people with vulvas and clitorises are clit orgasms in some form. And that can be due to the pressure on the clitoral arms and other such portions of the clitoris. So if this is all blowing your mind, buy and read Ian Kerner's book. I found it through, I don't even remember. I have it in a digital form. It's called She Comes First. And I've mentioned this book before, but a really strong scientific understanding there as well as some practical advice. But going back to that prostate massage for people with cocks and anuses, the people with cocks that I speak to say it's a whole different sensation than just cock stimulation alone or any orgasms that they've had through their cock and um, through their testes. Some of the people with cocks I've engaged, I have engaged with have been moderately apprehensive and others are just straight into it. They're curious about their anal play and they're ready to explore in, in various forms. Uh, I'm going to get into some toy ideas in a sec and that will be applicable to people with cocks or pussies who also have anuses. One thing I wanted to mention is there's this process called uh, anal milking or milking the prostate, which go and research. <laughs> Pretty interesting. Uh, has historically been used medically as well. So if you're looking at prostate play, um, someone with a cock and an anus, personally, again, I have a very specific toy recommendation and I'm just going to throw it at you. It's called the Aneros. I think that's how you pronounce it. And the gentleman that I have engaged with, I purchased this for and have watched them utilize say it's fucking amazing. And, um, one spent some time alone engaging with this and made sure they relaxed and has slowly and progressively become more and more comfortable with this toy. And now is comfortable enough to video themselves and send me some clips on occasion. And let me just say, watching them writhe is very energetically charging and very sexy. So I think the reason a male lover I've had has said that they thought it was more like a vaginal orgasm um, is because even though that we know that that's inaccurately termed or I perceive it that way, it's because of the waves and the pulsations that occur in their body and the way that they gyrate. It's sort of similar to how they've witnessed me when I have a whole body or an static orgasm. So, yeah. Going back to toys... 
which Saf and I touch on briefly. Sapphire said she's not into vibrators for her butt. But I've heard others that are, and they really like that slight vibration for Sapphire. She said it's too strong for her. It's not her thing. So what she recommends is glass toys for anal play. That is partly, I'm sure, because of her silicon allergy. But she also said that metal can stick to the skin, and she doesn't like that. Whereas glass is smooth. And it can be cooled or it can be warmed if you're looking at different temperature sensi sensory play. And the other thing is that it's quite easily cleaned. Another thing I've experienced and played with and Sapphire highly recommends is anal beads and anal plugs in various forms. So uh, where I am, there's some really good websites I use that I like to play on and buy stuff from. And a lot of them have really incredible knowledge um, associated with them and, and great videos linked to them as well if you're educating yourself on what's perfect for you. So within anal beads and plugs, um, they can be worn during um, vaginal penetrative sex as well if you're looking not just to penetrate yourself um, with a cock in your ass, but maybe just looking at vaginal sex and wanting to work your way into it. Look at that as a transitional step. Sapphire discussed her fave with me after the record and what she is, um, she calls it a double tapered anal plug. And she used the term, it's self-fucking. When it comes to lubes, we briefly touched on it, but again, if you have a silicon allergy, look at water-based and vital piece of knowledge here, guys. Do not use silicon lubes with silicon toys. They do not combine. It is unsafe. It is unhealthy. So if you're looking at anal lubes, you can actually um, find things called anal gels. And these are custom lubes for anal. They're a little thicker. They're longer lasting. And, um, and that's important because your anus does not self-lubricate. The last thing I reached out and, and discussed with Sapphire was how she prefers um, in respect of other sensations while she's being penetrated anally. And she said she quite likes double penetration. Uh, and that can look like another cock or that could look like a toy. Uh, but stimulating both holes can be quite nice. All right. That's it. We did it. The first bonus episode A. A is for anal. I hope you've had a wonderful anal August. I hope you found this episode informative, entertaining, interesting. Either way, I would love your feedback. I want to know if you like this bonus episode format. I want to know if you like the shorter episodes. I want to know if you found this sort of sexually um, how-to kind of format valuable to you. I know that's not what everyone's here for, so I liked separating it. At the same time, I think uh, it's definitely something I want to engage in. I have learned so much about myself sexually as a woman, coming from someone who was so repressed it sexually who had fear and, and guilt around masturbation and so much shame to now sometimes taking myself on a little date and spending hours doing that such thing. I want to share that power. I want to share that magic of sex, of self-fucking and of fucking with others, that energetic 
amazing power that comes from sex. So I am going to continue to put out um, content around that. And I think I might continue to separate it a little bit in this bonus episode format. So if you have an idea for bonus episode B, B is for, I don't know, maybe BDSM. Ooh, I said it and then I locked it in in my brain at the same time. It's going to be. All right. Bonus episode B. B is for BDSM. I have some ideas around that. I'm looking at you, Kink Buffet. All right. Bye, guys. So there it is. Fuck. Love. La. A phrase for which meaning can transform being perceived to each their own. So you found me here today, but I don't know how. So I'm going to give you a few different modes that you can find more from Fuck Love Laugh. You're welcome to visit my website at fucklovelaugh.com. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram at fucklovelaugh. And I'm still deciding if you'll find me on Facebook, but F Love Laugh is what you'll find me at if I'm there. Um, I just enjoyed that Sapphire said the word cock before. You said it, say it again. Cock. (laughs) She whispered it that time. (laughs) Cock. Cock. It's so fun to say fuck and cock.